record it, but I meet with the coaches and, uh, you know, we you kind of go see through. Your, you got you to gotta check your weaknesses <coughs> and, and improve on and that then, shit. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, Tuesday I hit Run the gym. Run drills. Wednesday <laughs> it's form practice. Thursday <laughs> it's all technique. The, na- You're like, the day you of. Know, I maybe by Saturday I'm, I'm in form again to try again. That day I'll eat very sweet fruits. <laughs> and yeah, oh, starting Wednesday, it's all fruit diet. Yeah. Yep, Mostly yep. pineapple. Mostly. <laughs> Penis colada. <laughs> oh, you are tart? <laughs> <laughs> that is what she said. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Join us next week. Or maybe we get to a podcast. All right. This is more of a cock cast. <laughs> is that my daughter's stick you're holding? It is. Okay. It's, it's now my magic wand. Okay. It's the stick of truth. It is the stick of truth. Stick of truth. It cannot be entrusted to a noob. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you. (laughs) How dare you, sir. All right. Thanks for uh, tuning in this week for our, for the Musketeer Review Board's uh, news episode, Newsreel. Uh, Before we get started, let's hand out a few slaps on the ass to friends of the show. For comics, memorabilia, and more, visit your friendly neighborhood purveyor of sundries, Deathray Comics at deathraycomics.com. Also, special thanks to Badass Coffee. If your coffee isn't strong enough to skin Godzilla and make an epic pair of boots, then it's not Badass Coffee. To ensure you grow bring and strong, you must, of course, eat your comics. To get your daily dose of comic and other geek-centric entertainment reviews, visit the sensational review blog, Eat Your Comics, at eatyourcomics.com. This week, we are joined by Athos. Hey! Porthos. Uh, Aramis. Yo. And, of course, your venerable host, D'Artagnan. Oh, again, we go back to you, get the adjective. You son of a bitch. I had him saved in here. I don't know where they went. (laughs) Oh, I see. They just magically disappear. Adjectives are expensive, hard. Okay, they're so they're, hard. You gotta earn them. <laughs> you gotta earn them. Goddamn. Next week, I'm bringing a thesaurus, and we're gonna just go through it, <laughs> circle all the ones we like every goddamn week. All right. <laughs> uh, let's get uh, started right away. This week, we've got um, a few shows opening up on Friday, May 22nd. Um, opening up this lineup. Uh, is dun, 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 Tomorrowland, directed by Brad Bird, starring George Clooney, which I am actually like so down for. Hugh Laurie, <laughs> Rafi Cassidy. I, I don't know why. I just I'm down for it. It's blatantly a money grab by Disneyland to say, oh, boy, "Hey, remember this whole section of the park that you had no reason to go that we to? Spent <laughs> yeah. dollars on. Star Wars and Toy Story, right? <laughs> now you have even more of a reason to go here because we have another film tying it in, exactly. and we got George Clooney to do something family friendly since he's only done depressing independent films. <laughs> it's true. One day, this will." Oh. He's been George Moody. <laughs> George Moody. That's exactly what I was telling you about the dad, <laughs> dad jokes. Joke. It's about the, it's dad, the dad joke. joke. <laughs> he thinks he's funny, the bastard. You know, it really, the graphics look pretty awesome. It does. Oh, yeah, no, it like looks, visually, it looks amazing. really fun. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like a movie that changes my life, but it'll be fun. As a dad with a kid. Yeah, <laughs> well, I hope you have a kid if you're a dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's actually really hard to find like an okay movie that I actually want to watch with her. Most of the yeah. time, it's like turn on My Little Pony because I can actually well, not want to kill I feel the like, TV. I feel like right. night at the Night at the Museum movies were like that. Like yeah. you could go and it was for the kid, but it, hey, it's totally enjoyable too. Yeah. it's like it's not. They're, you don't want to stab yourself in the throat. Yeah. That's why I like watching Looney Tunes too. Yeah, because oh, Looney Tunes yeah. had all these like double 
entendres that mm-hmm. were just like 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 now you're just like holy shit they got well, away with Looney that Tunes dirty. were originally meant for adults mostly you know it's cheap mm-hmm. animation to go around other TV and films you know mm-hmm. cartoons in general were meant more for adults but they had to still be somewhat family friendly yeah um, but it, it's really hard to find good family friendly shows that aren't like complete crap right have some kind of like really weird morality tell that makes you want to kind of choke and kill yourself Air Bud was amazing oh, oh my god <laughs> if I see another Air Buddies movie I'm gonna choke all right, uh, back to <laughs> Let's, back to Oh, right, night. news. Yeah, uh, right. The film is about a teenage girl, a genius middle-aged man, and for some reason they put this in here, and a prepubescent girl robot what? who attempts to get to an unraveled what puberty happened for robots? <laughs> which exists in an alternate uh, dimension. In Here's your puberty, world. Chip. Here's your puberty chip. Exactly. <laughs> it's really the coming in of Tomorrow age story. Land. This is a story for a robot. This Shock is how small wonder starts. You'll, you'll have wires sprouting in places that you didn't expect. Also, it's it's kind of generous at this point in George Clooney's life to call him middle-aged because he's getting a little yeah. bit over that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. I mean, don't want to call he, him older because he, he physically looks pulls it off. Awesome. So, yeah. you know. But he is most people's parents' age. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yep. All right. Next up this week is going up against Tomorrowland. Um, probably they had to to balance the force. Um, Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> Always one Seth. Uh, directed by Gil Keenan, starring Jed Harris, Sam Rockwell's in it. There we go. I was Rose not aware of that. I wasn't aware of that either. Um, love Sam. Storyline. Love the shit out of Sam Described as a revisionist take on the classic horror film. In which a family is struggling to make ends meet relocates to an outdated suburban home and is confronted by an angry spirit who kidnaps their youngest daughter and challenges them to band together to rescue her from the, from the clutches of evil. I'm sorry, challenges them to band together? It sounds like it's an more, evil mastermind. Mortal Kombat? What the fuck is <laughs> going on got, here? I just see, like, when he says challenges, I, I see the poltergeist having this, like, New York a- accent. It's like, I got your daughter. I dare you to come get her. Right. <laughs> Or like, uh, down a or gauntlet. like, yeah, gauntlet. <laughs> or it's like a band of of family members that have never family together before, <laughs> like the Avengers. They're gonna they're gonna play double dare. They're gonna play family double dare. Loki shows up. What are you gonna do? Your only option is to band together, and everybody's like, God, I fucking hate these people. <laughs> <laughs> only when you house. act as one can you defeat me. <laughs> I dare you. So if that's the Come movie, then I'm going to be there. That's but definitely a, a revisionist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come get your yeah. daughter. So not not a movie D'Artagnan is going to see. Definitely. Not at all. And Both it's not at all because you're scared of scary movies. No, no. That's exactly why I'm not going to see it. <laughs> there is no shame over oh, there. Oh, there's a friend. lot of shame over there. <laughs> Just because you don't feel it life. doesn't mean it's not there. I, don't watch, I can smell it from here. I don't watch yes. scary movies because scary movies don't Like, I can't enjoy it because they don't scare me. Like I, mean, I can't enjoy it because they scare the. Hell I don't enjoy out of scary movies because most scary movies nowadays are not scary. They're just suspenseful slightly. Like they just they try and throw some jumps here and there, and that's that's yeah, about so the most they do. That's I not want, I want sense. fear, not a not a startle. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. the Halloween. Thing. Yeah. The mm-hmm. first Halloween movie had some well built in startling effects. Yeah. But had an overall scary theme and plot. Yeah, now they just got, they got rid of that rid second of part. That part <laughs> and just jumps the yeah. entire way through because really horror movies jump the shark in the Do 90s. you remember um uh, a movie called The Changeling? Like I think late late 
I know the name. I never saw it. I think it was late 70s, yeah. So, so, so good. I mean, there were so many things that, like, just little things that weren't startling, weren't intended to make you jump, that just, you know, gave you the whole fucking hair-raising shit on the back of your neck, and you're just like, oh, my God. I want that that scare factor. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, like, people our age, we're scared. We're still, like, talking Uh, about Freddy Krueger under the bed Mm -hmm. or, you know... Or gremlins or whatever, whoever was scared of gremlins. Um, but, like, now, like, who do who do kids have to be afraid of fucking... Well, and, like, the only shit that we... Paranormal activity? Oh, you better watch out or someone's going to throw a chair at you. Or, like, Final Destination. Like, you know, but you don't you don't talk about it in, like, the same way that you talk about the, yeah. the type of stuff that we do. It's more of like, aha, wouldn't that be stupid? Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not scary. It's not... Yeah. Every know. once in a while, a good horror movie comes out these days, but almost always they're an independent yeah. release. Yeah. Um, Definitely, it seems weird to be remaking it when there's still so much fresh material. Unfriended. <laughs> so apparently, I won't be able to go out to uh, IMBD for the next two weeks because the poltergeist. Speaking of which, has this b- active banner that's up there. Terrifying. No, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good. I was trying to fact check the change link for you. You're fucking welcome. 1980s when it came IMD out. Fuck you, my IMBD. Pants over here. And, yeah. There it is. I am D'Artagnan uh, shitting my pants. Next up, with all that awesomeness, uh, we've got um, Good Kill. It uh, had limited release on last Friday. It has another section of limited release this Friday. Um, directed by Andrew Nicole, uh, starring January Jones, Zoe Kravitz, Ethan Hawke, Jake Abel, and other people, I guess. Um, it's rated R. In the shadowy world of drone warfare, combat unfolds like a video game only with real lives at stake. After six hours of duty, Air Force pilot Tom Egan, Ethan Hawke, yearns to get back into the cockpit of a real plane, but he now fights the Taliban from an air-conditioned box in the Las Vegas desert. When he and his crew start taking orders directly from the CIA and the stakes are raised, Egan's nerves and his relationship with his wife uh, begin to unravel, revealing the psychological troll toll drone pilots endure as they are forced to witness the aftermath of their fight against insurgents. <laughs> They're just getting off. interesting with a psychological <laughs> troll. I know. I was like, wait. I know. Well, um, that's the movie I want to see. That's actually, <laughs> so I, I've read a number of uh, firsthand accounts of drone pilots and how it is kind of because they see things. I mean, there's multiple teams. It's not one person. One person's controlling it. One person's reviewing the video. And then you have a third party that could be your commanding officer inside the room with you or just someone in Washington calling the shots. And just so all you see street. is a heat signature hey, of a person on. on your screen, and they say, we have information telling us that that person needs to go, and you just have to kill them. You have no idea, good or bad, what's really right. going on. Um, but yeah, that's actually a real thing. So, uh, like, the, yeah. like the whole uh, trauma from all that. And I'm excited to see yeah. Ethan Hawke actually do something that doesn't suck. So, <laughs> you know, he's one of those actors that when he's good, he's good. When it sucks, man, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. He, he commits. The, he commits to the suck. He does. Well, see, this is this is what I think. This, he's one of those actors that um, that is fully that is not one of the, he's not one of those outside of the box actors like that. He just he takes his direction. Yeah, and that's all he does. Like he doesn't give any input. He he, you know, he doesn't try to veer off the character. If the director says do this, that's what he's gonna do. So he's, I think he's at the mercy of the director or the writers. He's definitely not gonna make a bad movie better. 
Yeah. But if it's a good movie, then you enjoy it. Right. I think the last good thing I saw in was Explorers. <laughs> Dude, I missed the shit out of that movie. Well, you can watch it whenever you want. You shouldn't have to miss it. Why? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own damn fault. <laughs> there are so many other good things, though. You're right. the only reason. Uh, next up, it uh, looks like a documentary called Sunshine Superman, uh, directed by Mara Stotch. Strach. There we go. Um, documentary portrait of Carl Banish, the father of base jumping, whose early passion for skydiving led him to ever more spectacular and dangerous feats of feats of foot-launched human flight. There we go. <laughs> That's what it is. If you're into base jumping, I guess. Go see that one. No. Or Poltergeist, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, base jumping has never been my thing, but physical activity in general <laughs> just does not yeah. suck me in. You had to climb all the way up there? That sounds <laughs> exhausting. God, no. Can't I just watch the video? Yeah. I, I, you, I mean, you're, you've I been there. I'm, you I'm, tired just, I'm tired just hearing about it. <laughs> I don't. You know, it. but honestly, a documentary version means that I really don't have to do anything <laughs> and I can share in the thrill. It's true. <laughs> um, also coming up, uh, Drunk Wedding, directed by Nick Weiss, starring Nick P. Ross. J.R. Ramirez, Christian Cook. I don't know any of those people. Rated R. Story centers on a couple with the perfect destination wedding. The problem is that all their friends from college are coming, and when this crew gets together, the only thing that is promised is that everything can go wrong, will go wrong. Oh and there God. will not be any original there ideas. There will be beer. What is the worst that can happen with 12 <clears throat> friends, too much tequila, and everything caught on tape? It's a wedding video everyone will want to forget if they can only find it. Dun, dun, dun. AKA The Hangover Meets Bridesmaids. Exactly. Yeah. And in a and Project X. style. And Project X. Yeah. 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 With a dash of wedding crashers. Listen, there are no new there are no new stories, so good job guys. Ever. But I mean at least, you know, try and throw a little bit of different I mean, this is probably a pretty indie film seeing as IMDB literally has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they have a cast list. That's, That's pretty much it. <laughs> no even even IMDb yeah. is just going, uh-huh. <laughs> just shrugging like, uh-huh. putting all the resources to where that awful poltergeist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are too busy with poltergeist. We need to scare D'Artagnan. <laughs> all right. Um, looks like uh, we got two more. Um, next up is Aloft, directed by Claudia Yoisa, uh, starring Jennifer Connelly. Killian Murphy, Melanie Laurent. Mm. As Starring we follow a mother, the 90s. Jennifer Connelly, and her son, Killian Murphy, we delve into a po- past mar- marred... I'm going to start over. <laughs> so stick around. As we follow a this mother, may take a while. Jennifer Connelly, and her son, Killian Murphy, we delve into a past marred by an accident that tears them apart. She will become a renowned artist and healer, and he will grow into his own as a peculiar falconer who bears the marks of a double absence. Is In it the w- present, a young journalist, Melanie Laurent, will bring about an encounter between the two that puts the very meaning of life and art into question so that we may contemplate the possibility of living life to its fullest despite the uncertainties of the letter in our past. I feel like I can do that without watching this movie. <laughs> I'm I'll, like falling asleep during uh, the description. I'll, I'll, I'll contemplate that while I save my ten bucks. So... <laughs> I mean, this movie was uh, is at Sundance this last year. Um, mm-hmm. It's been an independent release announced. This is its wide release. It's got some accolades. 
I'm just one. I love Jennifer Connelly. Um, right. I definitely had stirrings as a, a young man over <laughs> her form labyrinth oh my god everything everything god, indeed oh. but is it weird to anyone else that she's playing the mother of a guy that was born in 1976 um <laughs> it's from the trailers and everything that i've read on it it's just set in a past and a present so he's like oh, okay. he's like a the present old. him yeah it's the present him and it's like all these flashbacks of okay because I got to say, like, that is the hottest mom out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, for someone that age. Yeah. Totes. I, I'd probably watch it just for her. I mean, totes watch it on popcorn time. Right. Right? <laughs> All right. Uh, I love popcorn finally, time. Finally, this up, uh, the farewell party. Sounds happy. Doesn't Sounds happy. Really Directed by Tal Granite and Sharon Maimon. The story of the Donner party. Um, there's no <laughs> cast. What? What? There's definitely a cast. Well, there's a cast. There's no cast list here. Uh, they look like they're geriatric. Uh, oh, it's a foreign film. There we go. Yeah, oh. I can't pronounce any of these names. Uh, follows a group of friends at a Jerusalem retirement home who decide to help their terminally ill friend. When rumors of their assistance begin to spread, more and more people ask for their help, and the friends are faced with a life and death dilemma. Dun, do, you, dun, dun. do you remember Batteries Not oh, Included? Oh my God, Batteries Not Included. Fantastic. It's classic. That that kind of sounds like this. It's yeah. like old people doing things. That's what the that's what old people <laughs> doing things. That's, that's what the synopsis should be. Old people doing things in and Jerusalem. Hilarity ensues, and yeah. life lessons are learned by all morals. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's all the. And young bastards try and stop them. Hooligans. Uh, be sure to get out and vote with your dollars, and uh, or even stay home and, and pirate it, you sons of bitches. Yeah. I don't care. Whatever. The Musketeer Review Portfolio advocates uh, pirating. Arr. Whoa, what? It's in my name. Yeah, what you got? Athol. <laughs> Athol. Um, okay, so, uh, I mean, because I've talked a lot about. <laughs> Dad joke. Stupid. <laughs> Um, when you kids are ready. <laughs> I'll wait until you're quiet. Um, anyway, I've talked a lot about the Suicide Squad stuff. Uh, and Killer Croc has his uh, a little sneak peek of him has been out there. Excellent. Looks badass. I'm not going to get too much into it, but he looks killer. I'm still excited. And Croc. Yeah. Ish. You have a um, link for it? Let's throw that up on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. I got one on Cinema Blend. I'll, I'll let, send me look, let me look. Let me look. <sighs> Spoilers. I want to see it. Ethel. I want to see it, asshole. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, I dig yeah it. no, I yeah, dig yeah, it. Anyway, I dig it. Uh, we'll throw that up over on the uh, Facebook page. He reminds me a lot of like a smaller version of the uh, Arkham game. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll make him look big and mean. I mean, obviously, he's wow. limited to his actual character or actor size. <laughs> Wait, photos. what? But I mean, when they with the magic of cinema, yeah. they'll make him look huge. Well, I mean, magic look at look of cinema. At, look yeah. at Vincent D'Onofrio; he's only like five nine, and they make him. Yeah, look, they make him look yeah. enormous. Yeah, they make yeah. Him. that's magic of cinema. Yeah. Um. Is anyway, magic. Other news that's not Suicide Squad related. Uh, Twin Peaks reboot. Uh, it's been confirmed. Reboot that. Uh, uh, they actually will have, uh, what's his face as director? God, uh, Lynch. Stephen. Uh, David Lynch. Steven? <laughs> uh, David Lynch that will be actually amazing. be directing the entire new uh, season. 
And I guess technically it's not like a reboot. So it's to take 25, or be exactly 25 years to the day after they left off um, in the old series. And kind of the city's still dealing with everything that happened. Um, which is kind of badass. I like that. It's a fresh take on, you know, reviving a series. Um, we'll see how much David Lynch really directs since... You know, there's been plenty of uh, news out there as far as with the original series that he was kind of absentee. A lot of great ideas, not a lot of actually being on set all the time. But, uh, you know, I love yeah. David Lynch. He's a weird ass. I love that. Yeah. That's all. And uh, good news for Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing actually a phenomenal job on, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But uh, you want to think it, uh, you know that kind of a face to be playing a villain and he's just been kind of killing it yeah you're like what's he gonna do next he's gonna hurt somebody you is, my is God. he is he ward no no he? he's um he's uh daisy's dad oh oh yeah no he's fucking fantastic the doctor yeah. yeah so excellent cool tv news <laughs> um uh Arrow has already finished his third season with this week's My Name is Oliver Queen. Thankfully. The episode uh, wrapped up season three's struggle with Rachel Ghoul and the League of Assassins with a neat and tidy bow. Practically coming across this as a series finale and how final every development felt. This was especially true of Oliver's decision to retire the Arrow persona and leave the vigilante business altogether. Last seen driving off into the sunset with Felicity while proclaiming how happy he was. Uh, we know Arrow's returning for another year with Stephen Amell, so it shouldn't be too terribly long before we see Oliver return to his bow and arrows. Um, during the course of season three, Oliver's identity as the Arrow was outed, and though Roy eventually took the fall for him, it's now impossible for Oliver Queen to resume his crime-fighting activities under that guise, especially since Raish again framed the Arrow as a killer, tarnishing his reputation. Uh, simply returning next season and donning the Arrow costume would effectively undo all that happened this season. Um, yeah, he was talking about how he was like, uh, well, that's it. I'm done with the Arrow costume. So it, it, it would only hint that he's, you know, going to don the green Arrow deal. Hmm. So no, no actual news about whether or not that was the season finale because that's not how they put it out there. But you're right; it definitely did feel it felt that way. Yeah, everything was pretty much wrapped right up, up until and... the Adam blew himself up. Yeah, I know that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best part. Well, what's the boom? Can't something work the first time? Just once. <laughs> <laughs> I do like him as the Adam, though. I, I can't. Yeah, Brandon Routh. I can't ever remember his name. But. It seems like it seems like people that suck at one superhero get it right the second I know, time. It's weird. Yeah, because like all that food feedback from everyone being like, "Hey, you suck." Yeah, yeah and then and they're like, like "Well, you know, maybe I should, you know, do some character I liked background." Him in Dylan Dog. I hated Dylan Dog, <laughs> but I liked him in it. Mm. It was like right up at there. I was kind of like, eh. and then like the last twenty minutes was just like, okay, yep, this is gonna suck. <laughs> but uh, well, but he was great in it. So yeah, no, I've liked him. He's actually been palpable in uh, this series. So even if they're just uh, going to take this, you know, break from Arrow and develop Adam. more of that, yeah. Because mm -hmm. now that the it seems like with the Flash, 
um, the CW kind of figured out what the, what it is they wanted to do, what yeah. kind of superhero they, movie they wanted to make, mm-hmm. and that's been um, pretty much hitting all the high notes accurately, in my opinion. So, do you see the giant trailer for Supergirl? Oh yeah, the six minute <laughs> preview almost. And it looks it looks legit to me. The only concern I have is that it's CBS. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna play out. That's 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 uh, probably no thing. worse than CW. But or wait, what's it called now? <laughs> what's it called now? Is or is yeah, the CW is yeah. okay? That's right. Yeah, I always I always because it used to be the because yeah WB yeah that's yeah. right and and half the time I still call it WB and people are like I haven't heard that in forever, <laughs> which is actually kind of surprising for me because. Supergirl DC is a Warner Brothers property, so I don't right. know how it got over to CBS yeah. in the first place. Well, I mean, maybe maybe CW had the opportunity and passed on it, or who knows? I mean, there's a lot of studio cross stuff um, where it's developed by one studio and then sold to another for broadcast. Seinfeld's a good example. Um, it, I mean, it was actually shopped around to a number of different ones and spent time in both the CBS and NBC lots. Um, and then aired at different times on different channels. So weird. Yeah, it just happens. So that's why it was on like <laughs> four nights a week on different <laughs> channels all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like three-hour blocks on each and then, channel. And finally, Fox bought the rights after it finished. Yeah, and they kept it after that. Syndication yep. money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Sweet exhausting. syndication. All right. All right. So um, first, uh, sticking with Arrow and Stephen Amell. Um, Stephen Amell, of course, has been cast as Casey Jones in the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <sighs> Casey Jones. <laughs> Why you did they have to ruin that part of my childhood, too? They took everything else. Don't ruin yeah. him. Well, I mean, they already... Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to get started on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and how I feel about the new series. I, uh, anyway, um, I, the old, the original is, is always going to be my thing. It Well... But anyway, so on top of that, um, they have also cast Bebop, who uh, is going to be Gary uh, Anthony Williams, um, who's on Boondocks, um, Uncle Ruckus, I believe. But and like a number of odd, and, yeah. odd characters. Yeah, like several Anchorman. odds and ends and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, no, so he's been put on to that and attached to that. So... Um, that sort of that basically confirmed everybody who had already said you know who had already believed that Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be a part of the movie so that that pretty much takes care of that little so rumor so one half but, of the dream team yeah we got Bebop now we yeah. need Rocksteady we need some uh, bumbling and effectual henchmen <laughs> to keep fucking things up you know i really i i I've, I've always wanted and really hoped that someday someone will make Krang into uh, the villain on on a on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I keep wanting them to actually go back to the source material, like oh. the original source material. Yeah. I wonder if he'll hate other pigs because it's Uncle Ruckus's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem with all you rotten pigs is nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I I really want them to do a Krang one instead of just you know redoing rehashing the same shit over and over. And yeah. just making the and making the turtles Rehash look terrible. Is the, is the, I know it's like some Hollywood knows how to I know do that's right like now. their bread and butter, but 
It's it's the only way to get anything greenlit is like, look, this worked before. And yeah. So they're like, oh, so I can make money on it because I don't know how to really do my job and like figure out how to make money on things. I don't want to think about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just show me something that's been <laughs> successful and tell me you're gonna do that. You know what? I'm no, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, and if somebody's out there on the interwebs, the three of you that actually listen to this goddamn podcast that aren't in this room right now, <laughs> um, I'm gonna make this bold statement and say ever since the writer's strike happened everything's been fucking damaged nobody's been willing to do anything new or put anything out there um i think the closest thing that we've gotten to it is juniper jupiter 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 ascending right the juniper ascending (laughs) juniper ascending i love it when uh, juniper ascends mm, that's juniper ascending and I didn't even see that because that was that looked like nonsense. Channing Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonsense. Why doesn't anyone do anything original? Right. I'm not seeing original I works. I know. <laughs> and but I think but nobody it, wants to see Channing Tatum in anything that isn't funny. It's just like it's true. It's just it's just like I'm gonna save you, and then he's gonna like bust out some I know, moves and shit. All of a sudden, is. he'll be in a man thong. Yeah. <laughs> right. But so. why doesn't Channing Tatum do anything serious? I want to see him really act. I mean, no one's <laughs> going to see it, but I want to see it really. Nobody's going to see it. So, yeah, that's – I don't know. God, You God. saw G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the second one. Sometimes my, my feelings hurt so bad <laughs> over – you my just childhood. block it out. You All just, the you just have to block it out. Everything I, in childhood had, and I was like, one day. See, and the real, at least they got it right with all these with, perfect. You know, the real, real slap in the face is that you know, with with everything, all the technology that we have now, you know, the, your first thought is, wow, we're we live in a day and age where they can really do this right. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and they just tear it apart. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's take a moment of silence. <laughs> and on that happy note, listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> go, Joe. Join us next week where we go over D'Artagnan's test results from the altercation with the irradiated aardvark. Superpowers, maybe? He just rolls into a ball. Venereal disease. More likely. That would be an armadillo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I don't know my animal. <laughs> <laughs> The fear of that poltergeist banner got to me. I know. <laughs> it's a real thing. Okay. It's, I don't know. Not a, not an actual fear of poltergeists. Just the banner for the movie Poltergeist is enough. It is enough. <laughs> I thought it freed me one time. Just before bed, I was like, 